This is a free download from Delancey Elam Church. We meet every Sunday morning at 10.30am in the Delancey Elam Church building at Le Banks, St. Thompson's in the Channel Island of Guernsey. To contact us or find out more information about us, please visit our website at delanceyelam.co.uk. be back with you. I had a, a lovely time yesterday with uh, your leaders here and I'm so, um, so encouraged by what God is doing in this church. And it's a privilege for me to journey with you for a, a season um, because I really want to see Pastor Nicole do really, really well. Is she doing okay? Yeah. <laughs> Is that right? We'll chat afterwards, eh? Um, and I, I really want you as a church, as a community, to do well in God. And I want to see great stories coming out of this church and I want you to grow um, numerically. People say it's not about numbers, it's everything about numbers. Numbers are people, people need Jesus. <laughs> don't, don't tell a fisherman it's not about numbers. And we're fishers of men and women, aren't we? And I want to see the church grow and I want to see your church influential in the island so everybody in, in the island knows about Delancey Ela for all the good reasons. Yeah, amen? Who wants that? Who agrees with me on that? Okay, there's six of you, that's great. <laughs> ah, there was a lot of six. So, um, Simon, you're going to help me with this screen. So I thought I'd title it Eurovision. It was rubbish, wasn't it? I mean, like, what has the UK done wrong to Europe? I mean, can somebody tell me one thing? Like, why? Why did we come 26? No. What, what is wrong with us? Why do people hate the UK? You don't hate the UK, do you? You're just laughing because actually, you know, you can actually say, well, we're not the UK. <laughs> we didn't finish last. <laughs> um, so I, I just stand before you like really angry today. <laughs> um, that was a rubbish evening. Um, don't worry, I'm not going to go through the... Um, all the details of last evening. Did anybody watch it? Well, that's fallen flat then, hasn't it? <laughs> Move on, Paul. Acts 16. Acts 16. 
verse 6. Paul and his companions travelled throughout the region of... Does anybody like to shout out that name? Oh, thank you. And Galatia, having been kept by the Holy Spirit from preaching the word in the province of Asia. When they came to the border of Messiah, they tried to enter Bithynia, but the Spirit of Jesus would not allow them to. So they passed by Messiah and went down to Troas. During the night, Paul had a vision of a man of Macedonia standing and begging him, come over to Macedonia and help us. After Paul had seen the vision, we got ready at once to leave Macedonia, concluding that God had called us to preach the gospel to them. And the, right, the reason why I entitled it Eurovision, because I want, clearly I didn't title that because of the Eurovision, because you, you never watched it. Um, but um, Macedonia, the Apostle Paul, had, uh, he, he traveled about 10,000 miles um, Israel, Syria, Turkey, and then this is this first move into Europe. Ah, there we go. But really, what I want to talk to you about today is how does God work with this church? How does God work with you? How, what, what's, how does the partnership, um, what is his desire? And how does he, and in these, in these few verses, is there anything in these few verses that could indicate to us in some way of how it works? between you and God, between the, this church, Delancey, and God. I think, I think there is, and that's why I'm here, and that's why I'm speaking from this passage. The move of God, how God works and moves amongst his church, with you and with me. You'll look back on the experiences of your life, and you'll be able to bring some application to the things that I say this morning. You'll be able to agree, because that's been your experience, even though you've, you've not understood, there's been maybe a question mark on those experiences that you've had with God, you can actually will say, oh yeah, I agree with that. Firstly, we have a God that we worship, is a God who does seem to intervene at times in our lives. Not all the time, but at times, he just seems to step in. In verse 6, Paul and his companions travelled throughout the region of Phrygia and Galatia, having been kept by the Holy Spirit from preaching the word in the province of Asia. We know questions like this. We know questions of, why does God heal some people, but he doesn't seem to heal other people? We know those kind of questions. Why does God step in to protect? And at other times, he doesn't seem to appear at all. You ask the Sri Lankans on Easter Sunday um, why God doesn't step in when all those children are worshipping on Easter Sunday in the church and go through that horrible, traumatic, deathly experience. Why does God speak? And at other times it just seems really silent. <clears throat> no one on planet Earth has the absolute answers to those questions and you're a bit foolish to try and explain some way uh, of some kind of divine wisdom on that. 
In fact, as I get older, it seems to me uh, I have more questions about God than I did when I was younger. But this is what I hold on to, that through the ups and downs of this life, it can be easy to think that we are alone, on our own, trying to find our path down here, trying to work it all out of what I'm meant to be doing. However, nothing can be further from the truth. When we, you and me, are a child of God and we belong to him and we're in his church. The truth is that, does God speak today? Yes. And God does step into our lives to recalibrate our lives. Not all the time. But there are certain moments in our life when some, at some point... God just seems to reorganize our life for the purpose which is far higher than we would ever know on this earth. Paul and his companions traveling throughout having been kept by the Spirit from preaching the word in the province of Asia. Now, it was the most natural thing for this mission team, from where they were, to go on what was the famous, the most popular Roman road called, it, was, it had a name called Via Sebast, and it led all the way down to Asia. As a mission team, it's like, that is the way to take, it's the obvious way. And there are times in our lives that this is the obvious way, it's common sense, Everybody in my life says that's the way to take. That's how it is. But the natural choice would seem, here in verse 6, that the natural choice is the wrong choice. It would seem that our mind is small on this occasion and our best thoughts of what we should do is small. And actually the truth is that you and I and this church is small in comparison to a big God. And so we reiterate again, one thing I believe is this, that the Holy Spirit will step into your life, not all the time, but at certain times of your life, to keep you from carrying out certain decisions that you think are right for you. He will step in. He still does. He still steps in. And he still speaks. But it will leave you with a bit of confusion as to why. That's where your trust comes in him. I don't understand why he stepped in like that, reorganized our path. But maybe later you will. Maybe when the man from Macedonia calls you, you will. Maybe when the door, another door opens, you will understand. But maybe at this moment, God has stepped into your life and what you expected to happen has not happened. That calls for your trust. Calls for my trust. Secondly, we know that there are times when God just says no. In verse 7. When they came to the border of Mysia, 
they tried to enter Bithynia, but the Spirit of Jesus would not allow them to. The Spirit not only steps in and reorganizes our route, there are times when the, just, the, the, the Holy Spirit God just simply says no to that door of opportunity. He closes the door. Now everyone of us this morning knows the closed door experience and it hurts you when that door comes shutting you. Particularly when you've given time and effort. Particularly when you've uh, sown into that pathway and suddenly it shuts. You and I know what it is to sit with a friend and you're just longing for them to live but they die. The door closes. You know what it's like to go for that dream interview. And actually, this is going to be an amazing thing because God's just opening up a wonderful opportunity. I'm sure to get the job and then you do a great interview. You're sure to get the job, but then you don't get the job. The door shuts. And the illustrations are endless. And you understand what I'm saying today because there's not one person who's walking with God who doesn't understand when a door closes. Paul has travelled southeast to northeast, northwest, and he's taken a strange circular route. And he can't get into Asia, and he can't get into Bithynia. And when you're carrying the gospel and you've got a call of God in your life and you can't do something, it's very frustrating. And they were probably somewhat disturbed as to what the plan and the purpose and what exactly are we meant to be doing? Because every time we try something, it just fails. It just seems just to not connect. And it's like hitting the brick wall all the time. So far up until that moment, the guidance of God, the guidance of God seems to be really negative rather than positive. And they were learning this, that actually with God and journeying with God, it's about closing doors as much as opening doors. He does say no. And we're so pleased in the end that he does. Today, if you'd have got your own way a few years ago, you would not have been experiencing today what God has blessed you in. If he'd have answered every prayer in your youth like you prayed for, your life would have been an absolute different path to where it is today. And actually... He may have saved you from a lot of hurt and a lot of pain. He is God. We don't understand it, but that door has closed on me and that's okay. How does God work with you? God works with you because he intervenes and he recalibrates your life and at times he just says no to you. That's definitely not going to happen. Thirdly, God expects you and I just to move on. In fact, he waits for us to move on. In verse 8, it says this. So they passed by Mysia and went down to Troas. So here's God just waiting for us to move. He's intervened, he's closed the door, and now he's watching and he's waiting to see what you and I will do. 
Are you just going to wait outside a closed door waiting for it to open up? Are you going to fall in a heap and, and cry like a baby and say, it's not fair, it's not fair. God is not blessing me. God is not providing me. God is not... Well, some people in church does that. Christians do that. It's a bit of a waste of time. When God is simply waiting for you and I to move on. Let me explain. When God says no... We have to find a way to keep on living. We have to find a way to keep walking forward, to keep going. No matter how much you want God to say yes, if he says no, then you just keep on moving. You just keep on living. You just keep on doing. You just keep on breathing. You just keep turning up. You just keep declaring faith. You just keep on praising God. You just keep going to the prayer. You just go, you just keep witnessing. Just, you just keep on doing what you know you should do. We read the verse again. God had said no to entering Bithynia. So they continued on and they go to Troas. So, we understand that within this group of people led by Paul, even though they'd faced disappointment, within them, and they, they talk about the spirit of Jesus closing doors. Well, what is that about? It seems like that within them there is this call within them, the spirit within them, either closing doors, speaking to them, reorganizing things, but more importantly right now, that within them, the Spirit of Jesus is urging them to keep going forward and moving ahead. Friends, like if, you have, if you've faced disappointment this week, disappointment this year, what is the word from God for you? The word of God from you is to keep going. This church community, you are going to experience tough stuff. It's, we sang about the storms today. You know, it's just how life is. You know, it's just how it is. But within you, within the community of this church, the Spirit of Jesus will keep on saying to you, what are you doing standing there? What are you doing? Heaped on the floor, crying. Get up, move, keep going forward. Because you have within you this driving force, this momentous call within you to go forward, to move ahead, to go to the next level. The purpose of God and the uh, ability within you to overcome disappointment. We're born, we're born, we're birthed in Christ with such an attitude. Many focus on the circumstances of life. I had a, I had, um, <coughs> a worship leader once come to me and say, um, I'm leaving the church. I said, well, well it, it was the most weird, I've had a lot of people leave my church for all kinds of reasons. Um, but um, the, the most weirdest, weirdest one was this. I'm leaving the church, why? Because uh, I didn't get my promotion at work. I said, well, why are you leaving the church? Well, I've tithed all these years. And when you said that when you're, when you're tithed, you know, you know, God blesses you. And, uh, you know, and, and God hasn't blessed me, so like, you know, I'm walking away. And uh, so okay, keep on walking. And um, so weird, weird thing. People, I hope not here, but people uh, have their, their, their journey with God wrapped around circumstances. So if it's going well, you turn up to church on Sunday. If it's going well, whoa, you're well in there, excited, hands in the air, going for God. Um, but when it's not going well, 
well, you're having some time off. It's not going well. And I, I'm going to come to the edge of the community. There's this reason, there's that reason, the circumstance of my life. Some people are moved and held and motivated by circumstances, but some, and I hope a lot within this community, are moved and motivated by the call of God on your life. The call of God on your life. That he called you, he chose you, he appointed you. He's placed you. So you don't give up at, at, at some circumstance that has gone wrong. You don't walk away, you don't back off because it's not going right for you. you. You don't turn around and start going slower because God doesn't seem to be answering your prayers like, like you are praying. No, you press on because you are a man or woman that's not governed by circumstance and whether you get what you want in life, but you are governed by the call of God on you to follow as a disciple of Jesus Christ. Are you hearing me? Have you got it? Daniel says, um, there's full of, ex the Bible has lots of experiences about this. Um, Daniel says, <clears throat> I heard you, but I didn't understand. Um, my, my Lord, what are you doing? What, what's, what's the outcome of this terrible thing that I'm seeing in, the, in this vision that I'm, I'm receiving? That's what he, he says to God in Daniel 12, and God comes back to him to answer this disturbing thing that Daniel has within his heart because of what God is showing him. Uh, what is God going to explain to him? He's going to, go, going to go through the fine detail of what he's showing him? No, God says to him, <clears throat> on your way, Daniel. On your way. Keep going. My question to you is, can you feel the call of God on your life when it's all going wrong? Or are you just one of those who feels, oh, oh, I just feel the call of God in my life when it's just fantastic and you've won the lottery and it's just amazing and God's blessing you and God's giving you everything and every prayer has just been answered and the call of God's on my life. Are you one of those people? I, I, I want to walk with people where, who are carrying pain in their life but they are strong as an ox and they are soldiers of Jesus Christ and it doesn't matter you you, you hit me what you know I'm persecuted but knocked down what are we seeing this morning you know it gets tough but I'm bouncing back you know I'm going forward because of the call are you with me don't wait outside a closed door experience it's not going to open up no matter how much you bash it down you need to get on your way. You need to move forward. When God says to Abraham, go to the land, I will show you. Oh, yippee. And Abraham goes to the land, I will show you. And then the land is full of Canaanites and like wicked, terrible people. And like, cheers. Is this what you're giving me? Is this my portion? Is this my inheritance? It's just full of enemies. It's just so full of problems. Is this what it is? That's so why I ask myself this question. Can I, can I feel the call of God to go and work for him and be determined even when it just looks like a nightmare that's in front of me? Who would choose to go that way? Who, who would choose hard work? Who would choose to go and fight enemies and, and break down strongholds? 
God says to Moses, go, I'm sending you to bring my people out into a good and spacious land. Hmm. Can, can I feel the call of God to go and, and see many people break free of whatever limitations are on their life, even though I'm going to have to stand against pharaohs and against spiritual uh, arch enemies uh, and it's going to be really, really difficult and, uh, and we're going to have to run for our life and we're going to have to face a sea that we can't cross and it's just going to be a nightmare after a nightmare and these people are going to be right just doing my head in every day. Uh, do I still feel the call of God in my life to see broken people set free? Do I? Or am I going to be somebody who says, I'll speak it, I'll sing it, but don't ask me to do it. Many churches are speaking it and singing it and praying it, but not a lot of churches are doing it because it's too tough. God waits for you. What's happening? What? It's like God in heaven. I'm just going to wait now to see what Delancey Elam do. I'm going to just going to wait and see what you call you by your name. I'm going to see what you're going to do now. What are you going to do now? Are you going to sit there? Or you can do something. Because I've closed some doors on you. And I've, I, I, I've prevented you. And I've just stepped in. And I've, I, oh, I've hurt you a little bit. What are you going to do now that I've hurt you? What are you going to do now? We're going to move on, God. We're going to keep going, God. Because you have called us to move forward. That's what God sees. And when God sees what happens then, he gives us new opportunities. In verse 9, during the night, Paul had a vision of a man of Macedonia standing and begging him, come over to Macedonia and help us. When we're moving, then we come the new opportunities. You know, you know why churches don't grow? It's because they don't move. It's because they're stuck. They're stuck in some past argument, situation, whatever. But when we are moving, when there's a, 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 an excitement within the, within the church, when there's, a, when there's a life, then, you know, opportunities don't come to dead people, huh? But when there's life in the place, opportunities, and they reach Troas, it's on the coast, and their land trip has ended because there's, there's nowhere else to go except to return the way that they come and so they're on the coast and the spirit breaks in and what does he see? What does, he, what does it, <coughs> the spirit say to them? He says, right, I want you to cross over the sea. I want you to go to new ground. I want you to do something new. Um, have you heard of Greece, Paul? It's a new frontier for the gospel. I want to do something new. I wonder if God could do something new here. You don't even know what new is, uh, the new of God is. You, you can't work out what God would want to do. You, you and I would automatically think of the same, the same thing, but more of the same things. But I wonder if God can do something new in, it, in you. Is it, is it possible that he can put a new song in your mouth, a hymn of praise to our God? where many will see and fear and put their trust in the Lord. Is it possible that something new can be put in your mouth, that there can be a new sound, 
that you've, that's never been heard in Delancey Elam? Is it possible that this church can have something so new that in all of its history, since the birth of the church, it's never experienced anything quite like this for the benefit of people seeing and fearing God in a way that they've never experienced on this island. Is that possible? Well, the Bible says it's possible. Paul, um, I'm calling you into something new. You've not been to Europe before, but I'm, that, that's what it's all been about. I, I want to take you into something new, Paul. That's why I've closed doors. That's why I've made it difficult. That's why it's all been like that. And I've just been waiting for you to see if there's a call on your, of God on your heart and to see if you would still move despite my pain on your life. And now I've got you where I've got you. And now I can say to you, Now's the time for something new. That's what the whole thing is. And Paul and his team are flexible enough to make those necessary changes in their plans. And within you is the ability to change. You can change. You can do anything you want to do. You, you, you can change your mood. You can change your attitude. You can change your thinking. You can change the way you speak. You can change your decisions. You can change anything. With this, this church can change overnight. Frighteningly possible. Within you is the ability to change because within you is the Spirit of Jesus, the Holy Spirit, God, who's a great change maker. The message says in 2 Corinthians 3.18, And so we are transfigured much like the Messiah and our lives gradually becoming brighter and more beautiful as God enters our lives and we become like him. Let me take you to the final thing. How good does God work with you? He intervenes. He says no. He waits for you. He creates new opportunities. And then he comes and does this. He invites you to join him. He's going anyway. Let me, let me read this. Verse 10. After Paul had seen the vision, we, we got ready at once to leave for Macedonia, concluding that God had called us to preach the gospel to them. This is, this is beautiful because Luke, the doctor, is writing this Acts of the Apostles, the Acts of the Spirit. He's writing to Theophilus. It's Luke who's writing, but he's written 15 chapters when he's not involved in the story. This is the first time, and you see it, it says, we and us. Can you see it? Can you see that there? We got ready. So, who's we? That's Paul and me, Luke. We got ready. It's the first time that Luke has written we and concluding that God had called us. It's the first time that Luke is saying, hey, I'm in now. I'm in now. If God is planning to do something new on this island, I mean, it's possible, yeah? What's the population of the island? 
60 odd, over 60,000, yeah? Many don't know Jesus. Yeah, you'd agree with me? All the churches that we have on the island, you know, we need God to do something, yeah? <laughs> now, if God was planning to do something new on the island regarding the gospel, Would you want to be part of that? And that's the invitation. Do you want to be part of that? I'm, I, I, I'm convinced that actually churches have to churches have to um, RSVP Churches have to respond to the invitation because he never forces his church. But he'll still do it because he'll always find he'll always find people to work with. And the invitation is this is are you gonna join him in in an adventure a journey with God and the gospel of Jesus Christ which involves you being an evangelist it involves you speaking about Jesus Christ to people who don't know him it's about you being caught up in the whole mission and being set and saying, I don't want to just read about this. I, I don't want to write about this like Luke. I don't want to be able to say, oh, hey, there's a move of God on the island. I, no, 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 no. I, I want to be in this. Oh my goodness, I don't want to miss this. God, um, I want to position my life You see, you're not called to read about mission. You're not called to write about it. You're called to be part of the team. To be able to say, at the end of your life, to be able to say, I was there. I was involved in something. I don't know how long you've got left on this earth, but, you know, tragedy and stuff and life and natural causes and all kinds of stuff means that we're not here forever. I want my life to count on you. I want to do something. And if I'm still alive, pinch yourself. The person next to you might just might check. Um, but if we're still alive, let's, let's make it count. Let's make it count. Uh, you know, and, and let's not bring up all the excuses of the past and the doors that have closed. And I'm this, I'm not that. I'm blah, blah, blah. And just say from now on, where are we going? Take me into something new. The guidance of God is about you getting on board with whatever he is doing. God will never send you anywhere where he is not. It's simply saying, God, what are you doing? And I want to be involved in it. The ship is sailing with you or without you. And Luke says, well, if you're going, I'm, I'm in. I want, I want to get on board. And it's your chance. This is your moment. I think 
I think that the church, your church has gone through a significant shift within its leadership, obviously. It's a, it's, it's a strange shift in the history of your church because I don't know if it's the first time you've had a woman pastor, but certainly you've not had one for a while. It's a significant shift. What I'm hearing from the leaders that I've been with yesterday, on my days, I'm with churches all the time, and I'm saying to you, I'm not hearing the stuff that I'm hearing yesterday about the positivity and the desire, and it's like a new sound. It's like something is, is certainly happening, and I, 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 it was in, it's just incredible to hear. And, and, and the challenge to you is your chance. It's your moment to be part of something bigger, the mission of God. And you've got to dust off your broken experiences and the hurt that's held you back and all your arguments of your mind that you've held for all of your history. And join the team and get into the action. Make a new testimony today and say, I was there. I was there when God did it. How does God move? How does God work with you? How did God get Paul into Europe? He intervenes in your life. He says no to you. He waits just to see what's in you. Just to see if you've got a bit of metal in you to move on. He creates then new opportunities and then he invites you to join him. And I want to call you today, individually men and women, Do you want to join him? So I believe in my spirit that God's going to do something new on your island. He's looking for a church, churches that will join him. You collectively, do you say, yeah, absolutely. That's going to involve stuff that you have to deal with. You're going to have to pay the price. But here, right now, in this church, are you an attender? Or are you someone who, who have thrown everything into this? Are you someone who just comes and pays the dues? Or are you someone who's going to lay your life down in this place? And you're going to say, let us, whatever God wants to do in Delancey Elam, I'm in it. I'm in it. it it's, it's like this. If only. If only this was about the Skittles evening. If, if, if the Skittles evening was the list for the new thing that God is going to do, if only, if only. What, what would you do? Would you, would you just, nah, don't fancy it really. Uh, nah, I'm a bit busy. No, no, I'm not going to put my name on that list. I, I'm not going to put my name, I, don't, I think it's stupid putting my name on lists. I've never put my name on anything. I'm not going to do it. Anyway, I haven't got a pen. Oh, there's a pen there. Well, it's it's not right. It's not it, ink's run out. I'm not using it. I'm not. I'm off. I'm going home. Silly idea. If if the skittle thing was a new thing, it's the same thing. It's the same thing, because the new move of God will have all of those reasons, all of those excuses, all of those justifications that you will say, no, 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 no,
And some will not do it, some will not move. And that's okay. Because the question is, will you? Will you? Will you say yes? We sang about it in the, you know, it's funny, isn't it? We sing these songs, don't we? Yes, Lord, yes, Lord. And yet, during the service, nah. No, I'm not doing that. <laughs> I'm not going there. Not to, no. <laughs> Holy Spirit, thank you for this church. Shall we stand? <coughs> Shall we stand? Shall we just wait upon the Lord for a moment? Will you in your own way, in your own heart, will you just respond to him? And yes, you've had pain and hurt and all oh, this been and the longer you've lived on this earth the more pain you've had because you've experienced more stuff. Um, yeah, it hurts. There are, there are days when you feel lonely. There are days when you wish it could be different. However, I'm asking you today, will you move on? Will you keep moving? Will you keep saying yes to God? Will you keep desiring God to take you and open doors for you, give you opportunities Will you say, God, um, here's my life. Will you do something with it? Will you join the team? If when God does something absolutely new, will you say this morning, I want to be there. I want to be there. So, is there a yes? Truly, is there truly a yes? Not a song, but truly a yes in your heart. Will you force that out of your heart today? And will that be applied this week? So that in your work and in your neighborhood and in your family and wherever you are, that you are moving with anticipation that God is in your life and God is going to use you this week. That even now you can begin to see new opportunities. You can begin to appreciate. You can begin to change atmospheres. You can begin to reach out to people who need Jesus. You can you can love and you show show kindness and you can just be the man, the woman that God has created to be to be. You can start that today because you're saying yes. Will you do that? I pray for your church, Lord. I pray for this expression of your church. I pray over Delancey Elam as I stand before you this morning. I pray, O oh God, that you may call and they may respond to the invitation to join you 
on this amazing journey that you are taking this community on. Oh my days, if they knew what you had in store, if they knew what was possible, if they knew, oh God, you are the God who amazes, awesome God who does things way beyond our imagination and anything that we could think or come up with. Lord, even if we had the greatest idea amongst all of us this morning, Lord, your idea far outweighs what, 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 what you could come up with. God, what you have for us is truly the impossible and the amazing. And we pray, God, take me. So if you want God to take you, where do you... As you stand, why don't you just lift up your hands to him? Just quietly. We're just not looking around. We're not looking around, but we're just, we're just, we're just making a prayer in our heart, but we're just doing something bodily. Why don't you put some prayer now in your own heart and you say yes to God? Here I am. Yes, so la bako yekira bondia. Jesus, Holy Spirit, breathe upon the body of Christ. Let your power fall. Yes, salapoko yapadi. Come, Lord Jesus. Breathe upon us, I pray. As you lifted your hands, Jesus, we lift our hands to you. As you were nailed to the cross, we, we lift our hands in surrender and we say, yes, Lord. Here I am. And I pray you will bless each one, that your face will shine, turn and shine upon each one that you will grant peace and grace and you will put your name and identity all over this community. I breathe into this life of this church the Spirit of Jesus. I proclaim life. I proclaim magnitude. I proclaim expansion. I proclaim notice that you are about to do awesome works. Way beyond the history of this church. In Jesus' name. Please visit our website at lunchfilm.co.uk.